All right, we are officially live on YouTube and streaming on all streaming platforms. It's Amina's House Podcast, episode 223. Amina, say what? I'm Shana B. X Stucky. Hopefully Garnett will wake up out of whatever sleep he's in or wherever in life <laughs> he happens to be right now to join us. Uh, but how are y'all feeling? What's going on in your lives? Ooh, craziness. Yeah, Damn. this week has been this week has definitely been crazy. The, one of those long, short weeks. Yeah. yeah, I felt the same way too. Cause we're coming off of like the Memorial Day weekend. Are y'all ready for summer? No. I think so. My summer is already over. <laughs> what do you mean? I have so many events. I don't really get summer till August, but I am going away in August. But I just booked a trip for July. This is my this will be my first trip of the year. Wow, where are you going? Uh, we're going to go to Mexico. Is this your first trip since the, the wedding? Yes. Ooh. Back, back to Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> what is it with everybody being in Mexico? I know Cardi B and Offset are in Mexico right now. I saw Normani is celebrating her birthday. Like what, what's happening in oh, Mexico? Something about, something about like the culture out there. Just, it just pulls me in. I love, I love Mexico. Yeah, I mean they have tacos <laughs> and tequila. What more could you want? Like that's all I need. And then when you come back, you can get Patron, like bigger things of Patron for forty dollars. And I cannot wait to rack up. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know if I'm going on any trips before I pop a baby out. So it'll be a while before I go on a trip. So it's funny. I was asking about summertime because, you know, um, hopping into what we've been seeing in our feed, I keep seeing all these posts about hoochie shorts, hoochie shorts, males wearing hoochie shorts. And then I saw that it's going to be a hoochie daddy summer or a hoochie daddy season. And I'm like, what the hell is happening? It's like hot girls for men. But wait a minute. But these hoochie shorts are, remember we started talking about this last year. I feel like this trend started last summer and we talked about it. And now there's like an actual word for it. Right. But it's like men wearing these short shorts where you literally see their booty and you see everything. And I'm like, no, not this short. So, like, for me, like, I've, I've, I've probably when I was 16 years old was the last time that I wore shorts that went to or past my knee. Like, my shorts are always shorter to me. Like, they don't even sell shorts in the store for young people that go past their knees. Like, we just haven't been doing this forever. But now I just feel like these guys these days, they want to be women so bad. Like, women have, like, a sundress season, and these guys are painting their nails, and they want to walk around with their balls hanging down. Like, it's it's ridiculous to me. And and it's it's kind of one of those things, like, like I said, we've always been wearing shorts that are a little bit shorter than, I guess, the norm or whatever. But, like, now you guys are trying to brand it. Like, you want your own sundress season. I just, I just want men to be men again. So if they're wearing short shorts, they're not men? No, if they're wearing short shorts, it's fine. But the fact that you want to refer to yourself as a hoochie daddy, like to me, that just feels like you want to be a woman. Like that's not manly. Like, like just wear your shorts and rock out, bro. Like I just don't get it. Just it, and, and really it's the same thing with the girls. Like all girls want to be thoughts now. Like I want to be a hot girl. I want to be a hot girl. Why can't you just be a girl that has fun? Like what, like what is it with this generation? Everybody wants to be a whore or a woman or just like, but they, stop it. Or a woman. Just <laughs> and, stop, and stop branding yourself. Stop branding yourself with trends. It's pathetic. Oh, I just think no, no man feel... should be wearing short shorts. I'm sorry. You said it's okay. It's short, though. Dex, it's not okay. They're what not is short? short? If they're swim trunks, I can see those being a little short because obviously yeah. they're different styles. But like on a denim pattern, pattern denim, well, well, Shana, I don't really think people should be wearing denim shorts in general. What are we wearing denim shorts for? It's not 2001. <laughs> I just, I can't deal with a man whose shorts are shorter than mine and he's showing more booty than I am. Like, I can't, like, you're, right, like, sir, your shorts are shorter than mine. That's unacceptable. True definition of two-piece in a biscuit. <laughs> I just don't understand it, but it's a thing. Somebody got to like it. No, they don't. I don't know. Don't. I'm, I'm judging you like if I see you walking down the block with these short shorts. Mm -mm. 
I'm going to send you guys a picture of, of, of the shorts that I wore that I think are acceptable. I don't, you're, it's not that much body out. It's just like, they're just a little, I can't explain it. But if you're wearing shorts with your butt out, like that's a different story. You're not a hoochie daddy, you're a slut. I don't understand the name though. I don't even like the name hoochie daddy, like hoochie shorts. They sound well, like know, booty shorts. Like wh- why? Because they used to call girls hoochie mamas. Right. With the short, right. You call the, the hoochie mama coochie cutter shorts on. So oh, the guys, so it's a hoochie daddy. I was going to say, you yeah. wasn't a hoochie mama just because you're shorts. No, coochie cutters, that was the thing. Hoochie mama was just your overall dress. It wasn't just because of shorts. But this is why I'm saying these men want to be women. Like, this is why, like, you guys are trying to just, everything that a woman has, these guys want to take it over. Like, it's it's kind of ridiculous to me. Like, you let the girls be want to preach. Because that is the state of the world. Everything that a woman has, they want to take over and take away from us. <laughs> so, what, so, like, okay, so hoochie mamas are kind of women who are a little loose or, you know. They're hot girls now. Right. So is that what it is? If if a guy's wearing these hoochie shorts, they're loose and you know they're they're well, hoochies. But see, but see, but the thing is, guys want to be women without the stereotypes. Like you want to wear the hoochie daddy shorts, you want to be cat called and stuff like that. But you don't want to be looked at like you're a slut or a tramp or nothing like that. Whereas this same guy will look at a woman doing the same thing and call her a whore. I can't. <laughs> I really don't understand how y'all date men. I really don't get it. Like I just, <laughs> I just never do it. My man ain't out here wearing no hoochie cutters. I'll tell you that. Okay, I think that's a select few. A select few that want to wear shorts that's cutting off their circulation to everything below. I really think it's a small population that social media... Oh, I see what you did there when you said small. Yes, it's a small <laughs> population. And social media has us thinking that this is a thing, but no, it's really something that maybe a small amount of people that are doing and then a large amount of people are talking about it. And it's like, I have I haven't heard anybody when I'm talking about this say, "Yeah, I wear hoochie shorts." Like I haven't oh, seen this God. in my weird li- in my in my everyday life. Well, I mean, you know I- what happens, Nina, to your point with social media? That small population is about to become a larger population, unfortunately, because <laughs> it's a trend on social media. Yeah, it ain't cute. Your shorts can't be shorter than mine. Okay. Um, okay, I want to talk about Amber Heard and Johnny Depp. Because to be honest, I had no idea how big of a situation this was until the trial came down. Now, in full honesty, I was loosely following the trial, right? I wasn't, like, stuck to it. But I, I think I my interest peaked when I saw Meek Mill commenting on it. And I'm like, Meek, why are you following the white people trial, right? So I'm like, that's odd. So then I started seeing, like, a lot of little different people like commenting on the trial and I'm like okay I get it they're two movie stars but to me I didn't realize how invested people were in this trial until the verdict came down and then I seen everybody on social media talking about it people on TikTok people in my personal life talking about it arguments then I started looking seeing people were calling Amber Amber turd and I was like what is happening like why are people so invested in this so overall what are your thoughts on this trial why is is this such a spectacle right now? I'm going to try to keep this brief because I have a lot of thoughts on this. I very, not even loosely, I did not follow this trial. There's way too many things going on in my real life and, and in the world that I care more about than this trial. I did not care, right? I did see the part where they said she she took a number two on his bed. I did see that. Like that <laughs> apparently happened. Um but yesterday, like you, I saw a bunch of people talking about it on social media and like my more, this is going to sound like I hate men. I do hate men actually. So like, this is great. Um, remember last week's episode, I talked about uh, Tory Lanes, like people who like are pro Tory Lanes. Those guys that are pro Tory Lanes jumped on this story so fast. That's how I feel like, too. Yeah. And it, and it, and it, and it disturbs me. And like, these are the type of guys who refer to themselves as city boys. I kept seeing people say city boys are up city boys. And like, honestly, like as a man, like it bothers me, like you guys, this trial wasn't just about these two actors for y'all. This trial was a man versus woman thing. And these guys, like I consistently say, do not like women. Anytime that somebody's a woman looks bad in a situation or loses in a situation, they're celebrating it. This was a domestic abuse trial and we're laughing and we're talking about city boys being up and whatnot like it's 
I just think, and honestly, like it's not white people that are doing this. It's only our people that are doing this. And it's like pathetic. Like the man versus woman hate that we have within our community is, is it's insane. Well, I will say this. I've been following, I've been following before it went to trial because in this <laughs> house, we are Johnny Depp stands. Okay. Oh Lord. So, you know, I do think overall what you're referring to Dex is if you haven't been following, because if you've been following, there have been people of all races, men and women who really have been supportive of Johnny because unfortunately, but the people who you're talking about are just bandwagon, saw it yesterday, just jumped on, just to jump on. They ain't never watched a little piece of the trial, no snippets. They wasn't reading no transcripts. They wasn't seeing her fake cry and pose for the camera. That was the best day ever, y'all. This girl is not even an awesome actress. Like, you can barely name the thing she's in. And she was crying one day on the sand. And you know, you wipe your face. She, you know, there were cameras there the whole time. She stopped. They have her on camera doing this. And then she keeps going. So they can take a perfect picture. Like, this girl really ruined this man's life. And I will say, it, well, didn't ruin it, but ruined his reputation in a lot of ways. He lost sponsors. Pirates of the Caribbean. We all know how huge of a franchise was. They were paying him millions of dollars. And, you know, when she kind of spoke up, obviously they were in a very toxic relationship, both of them. They was toxic, clearly. But when she it released this letter that she first released through Vogue and everything, uh, detailing his alleged domestic violence, that a lot of it wasn't true. Because as a woman, and this is where sometimes I do feel bad for men, and I'm not going to take up for any men, but because as a woman, and it was so deep in the Me Too, she put these allegations out there. No one even bothered to see if they were true. He got dropped from Disney. Dropping like he dropped everything. Literally, the only people that came, kept him was Savage for their campaigns because he lost every movie, every endorsement. So the fact that they awarded him twelve million, which I'm laughing like, was she gonna give him his money back? Because you ain't make that much off of Aquaman, and we don't even know half of the other stuff you've been in. You already said but, she don't got the money, <laughs> right? Like, but the fact is, he lost hundreds of millions of dollars from a, basically a girl that cried wolf. Again, not arguing that they didn't have a very toxic, very needed to end relationship, but she came forth with a lot of allegations that no one questioned to ask like, well, let's see if this is true. Almost to like the Megan, but opposite, and this might be a black community, white community thing, I don't know. Everybody just jumped on her side and was like, oh, well, he's a man. He must have did it. Like, he must have abused her. Like, he must have done these things. So I do feel happy for him. And, and again, for Johnny Depp, you're talking about a legendary actor. Although he lost his money, Johnny Depp got tons of money. But again, it was the principle of him going for this stuff. It was really not only just for her. It was really to stick it to Disney because, again, hundreds of millions of dollars. I know one day in his testimony, they asked him, if Disney came to you, with 500 million and 10 alapacas, which I was confused, he must like alapacas. Would you say yes? And he said, no, I will never work with them again. Because again, I guess he was just, felt, it's like if you go to your job and somebody says, oh, Mina stole something and nobody even cared to investigate to see if you stole something and they just let you go. Like it was more, you know, like a like, wow, like just because she rung this bell, no one even bothered to see if any of her allegations were true. So I can't really speak about the people that were talking about City Boys, because again, those are bandwagon, jumping on the final verdict people, but people who were following it, and that, and if you, there was a hashtag that was going around um, about um, the truth is finally told, but that's been going around like the whole trial when different things have come out that she lied on. And y'all, the best part was when she showed her hair and said he pulled it out. And they were like, that's equivalent to hair falling out of a hairbrush from like a regular, you just brush it in the morning. But she tried to say he pulled her hair out of her head. Now, why did she get $2 million? What was that? Like, what did she win to? Because he did, after she released everything, he went into the media and said some things right. about her that the jury basically was like, well, you know, you probably shouldn't have done these things as well. Here's and here's here's how I see it as someone who literally has no invested. You're clearly like a Johnny fan and there's so many people like you. I'm literally a fan of nobody and me looking from the outside in. This is what I see. I see people in a, a, a toxic marriage where they did bad things to one another. That's what I see. Right. So 
that happens all the time, right? She then goes and does uh puts out her her op-ed piece talking about her be- abuse. She didn't say his name. She ain't say he did it. She just said, this is my story. I don't see what's wrong with that, right? So now, wait, he, cause you have the, if you feel like Ooh. you've been in, abused, you have the right to speak up and say something about it, right? The reason why it became a trial is because people were like, oh, it was him, blah, blah, blah. And then he lost money and that's why he sued her, right? But what I don't understand about this is, the fact that people are just like ignoring, okay, maybe she made some things up. I'm not excusing her at all. Not at all, right? Maybe she made some things up. Maybe she did some messed up things to him. He did some messed up things to her. They were clearly in a toxic toxic relationship. I think she has the right to speak up and say, hey, I've been abused and th- this is my story without name dropping someone, right? And then it's like, he decides to sue her and now everybody is like calling her names like Amber Turd and bullying her and and saying, oh, you lied. And like, it's terrible. No, th- Did it not occur to someone that maybe they were just in a bad relationship and they both did mean and evil things to one another? And like, it just played out in the media in the form of this trial? Yeah, and I think also like, this is gonna be one of those situations where like, there will be women who go through stuff like this with famous men, with famous actors, and they won't speak out because they see the treatment that she's getting. I just... I mean, honestly, like I didn't watch the trial, so I could be just be speaking off the cuff here and I could be wrong, but like I didn't think from the beginning that Johnny Depp was gonna lose this trial. I mean, it's it's Johnny Depp. I be I even saw like celebrities tweeting in support of him during during the trial. Like to me, the, it was never a case, a situation where Johnny Depp was gonna lose. And I think that oftentimes in these situations, and again, I don't know if this is true or not, I don't know what happened with them, but oftentimes in these situations, the women they're not believed. Like you don't believe the women. And I think that like if if she was lying like she definitely did just a disservice to women because you're already not believed but then if she's not like lying or if it was i mean he did something like it's not like he was just a nice guy to her the whole time that's what i'm saying but it's like the fact that she pooped pooped on his pants is that like uh, acceptable there were like clear black and white i know look i'm not i'm not saying that what she did was acceptable what i'm saying is there were clearly in a toxic relationship did she handle it the right way maybe she retaliated she did things back to him maybe she did conniving things okay it doesn't make it right it doesn't mean that she wasn't abused in some way though they're making it seem like she was like she abused him she was beating him up like she was right right but wait they're making it seem like it's one side and it's like men are victims too and i was like there are stuff on the other end they they were clearly victimizing each other they were clearly toxic to each other they clearly both have fault here they were clearly in a marriage that was not good that was abusive in some way they were abusive to one another i don't understand this one-sided thing of oh, you know, men get abused too. And Amber, you're a turd. And it's like, are, okay, are you ignoring all the all these other things that happen, all these other text messages? And I don't understand how people are going so hard attacking her over this. When it's a, from an outsider looking in, I have no emotional attachment to this at all. It just seems like this was a toxic relationship all around and they're both liable for something. But there are recordings where she tells the truth of stuff that she lied about in documentation, even went to the police. So that's some of the things were like, she went to the police and some of those things were falsified, but because he didn't want to press criminal charges, they went this way. So that I do think the reason why people are shining more of a light is because again, there are domestic abuse about victims that clearly go through stuff. And again, they were emotionally, clearly emotionally abusing each other. But it's like, you know, they don't necessarily have the resources to that Amber has had or Johnny has and to come like and do those allegations and you file police reports that are falsified and then it's certain be true i mean and again i'm not but this girl got on the stand and read like as her testimony like it, like if somebody says talk about dex's character and i'm supposed to be talking about you you know all the internet people look she like recited lines from a movie like it was like that's what i'm just saying like, like the crying thing like there were other things in the trial that made it like 
it just was like a lot that she but just Shayna, saw. she did not sue him. She didn't, it's know, not like it's she, Mina. it's not like she went into this. Shayna. And, it's not like she went into this and said, I'm going to sue the crap out of him and I'm going to take millions. Is she literally, look, I don't know. I wasn't in the relationship, but there was some abuse going on. And it, to I'm me, it seems like it was going both ways, right? I'm saying character. So, if you get on the stand and somebody says, tell you about Shayna, just just tell you about Shayna and you start reciting lines from a movie that you don't say are from a movie. Shayna. That is going to be like, wait a Data, minute. All I'm <laughs> saying... Okay, but that that's a distraction. All I'm saying is if I'm in a relationship and I feel like there's abuse in my relationship, right? I have the right to go and say I've been abused. I didn't say your name. I didn't press charges. I didn't do all that, right? I have a right to say I've been abused. Now, he also has the right to be like, that's a lie. I want to defend my character. And that's what he did, right? which is fine, but it's like, y'all over here acting like the woman sued him, trying to get his money. She was abusing him the whole time and 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 literally sought this out. And now she's getting bullied. She told her truth, which she has the right to do, right? What it, whatever her truth is in her head. Cause you know, it's always the one story, the second story, and then the third story, in the, which is somewhere in the middle, right? So it's like, but it's, I, I think for me, it's like, it's so one-sided sometimes. Like it's either like your team Amber or your team Johnny. And I saw that on social media and it's like, I, this is crazy. Why, why is it, why is it so divisive? They were both crap to each other. <laughs> They were both crap to each other. They both did crappy things. I'm sure they both lied. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is not a reflection of a bigger issue here. You know, like, that. that's what I don't understand. Plus, nobody even knows these people. Y'all don't know these people? <laughs> Why are you going but, but so it's, hard it's, for them? It's deeper than just knowing that. I'm telling you, like, there is this really big thing about the dislike for the opposite sex. Like we are like hell bent on trashing the opposite sex any chance we get. And I think that in this situation, Amber definitely aided that. Like she helped obviously a lot because like, if you're gonna put your story out there and I do agree, you you do have the right to put your story out there. If this is what happened to you, this is what happened to you. And like you said, he has the right to defend himself. So if he's defending himself and he decides to take it to court and then all this other stuff comes out, it's just kind of like, maybe you shouldn't have put your story out. <laughs> like maybe you should have just kind of kept it to yourself if you know that you have this much dirt that's going to come out about you literally crapping on somebody's bed like if you know that this that's much pretty gangster though about you <laughs> she said oh you want to be a shithead here you go <laughs> some, some real life shit on your bed <laughs> like insane I, if i did that to somebody I'm probably not gonna put my story out. But that's why hate. that's why I think people hate her because clearly there was some toxicity in this relationship and she didn't respond to it in the best way. She was petty, she was vindictive, she was lying, she was she was fighting back. And I think that's what's happening here. It's like we we think of and, and I read this article in, in the Time magazine, like we think of victims of abuse as weak and you know dainty and they have no power. And it's like, no, this woman was like, okay. You want to be an a-hole? I'm going to put this a-hole right on your bed <laughs> and do what I need to do. So I think because there was like retaliation, you know, and she, obviously this wasn't the best way to deal with what was going on in her relationship, you know? But it's like, I think that's what's going on here. We're seeing her literally fight back and just not be like that stereotypical weak victim, right? Like, I... And I think that's why there's this hate that's I happening. Think he might have started it though. Like I think <laughs> I think he might have been fighting back. I think just how did this whole situation is going? Like I think that he was probably the initial victim here, and then she just kind of just didn't stop. Just because it's like. But do we really know? Do we really? Yeah. We don't. Yeah. And he did admit. He said most of their relationship, he was addicted to opioids. And, and alcohol. And alcohol. So and that's even the other the, side Even of it. in the, the audio where she's caught, like, in her lies, he's kind of, like, out of it. Like, he's, like, like slurring and, like, you hear, like, it was sad to actually even hear him like that. Like, dang, you was really going, going. 
So it's like, again, the whole thing was just toxic, just toxic. And, yeah, and but he, thought, uh, he thought after admitting and telling the world that he was on dr drugs and all them pills and, and all that stuff and always drunk, he thought Disney is concerned about him not working <laughs> with them. Disney don't care. We good on you, buddy. No, they do care. And they talking about something they're going to put, uh, what's her name, Margaret Roby? Mar Margaret Roby? Yes, and we'll go watch it. And we'll I will go not watch go watch it. it. Yes, we will. Together. I don't need a female and everything. I don't need a female and everything. We go on the watch. Checking the box. <laughs> Well, we'll see how this turns out, but I was definitely very surprised by the the re, the intense reaction. And um, I, again, I, I don't think it's just about this trial because for me, it's like very cut and dry. Like you, you wait till the Tori and Megan stuff comes out. You think this is bad? Wait till the wait until I, that. I, this is stuff. like on a different level from the Tori and Megan thing. Yeah. I but felt it's gonna like. be worse because it's us, and we just are different breeds of people. Watch. You don't it's think this be has been worse? I I mean. Mm -hmm. Wait to Tori and Megan go to no, trial. No, because like again, a lot of those people were just bandwagon people. Like this trial yeah. been going on for weeks. The, these people weren't invested. The people that were saying but they weren't invested. Like they're going to be invested in Tori and Megan. Like they're gonna be making sure they read them transcripts. If this is on any kind of TV, they're gonna watch all of it. They're gonna be fully following it. Like people with Amber Heard never commented on it. They don't even know who she is. They don't even care. With Megan, they said she lied the day it happened. They right. said she lied. They said she lied before the story even came out. So just imagine when truths and stuff like that started to come out. It is, it's going to be bad. Now, now I go back on what I said. Like I, if I was Megan, just, I'm not going to say nothing. I'm going to leave it alone <laughs> completely. It's not going to end well. For her, it's definitely not going to end well. That's what I'm saying. You can't come forward and tell someone, hey, I've been victimized because it's like they're going to pull out all the bad shit you've done, all the bad stuff you've done and somehow make it seem like, oh, you're a bad person. So there's no way you can be a victim. Mm -hmm. Like, no, I can be. I, maybe I was a crap person. Maybe I, you know, maybe I did treat him bad or, you know, treat him like a side piece or whatever. Doesn't mean I deserve to get shot. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, again, like sometimes our victims are not going to be like fully squeaky clean and you know and they're not gonna cry all the time either they may be strong people they may put a diss track out right like your bed like i i do think that's a good point that you brought up like victims don't have to cry like they could stand on their own two feet too but that doesn't make them any less of a victim yeah like okay like me if you punch me in the face i'm gonna punch you back you know, and then what are you gonna say? You're gonna be, oh, Mina, Mina's aggressive. She be hitting people. You punch me first. <laughs> men, men, are, men are victims too. You I punch say, me we first. do just have to recognize though that some people that play victims can be villains. There are victims and there are villains and there are some people that are both. I, I, I agree. I absolutely agree. But that's the thing. When you're talking about like a marriage, like how do you even know what really happened? That's what I'm saying. Like, how do you really know who was the victim, who was being victimized? You know, especially when like someone's admitting to being under the influence of something. Dude, do you remember anything you did? Like you could have been a complete a-hole and you don't even remember because you were so drunk out of your mind. She took that number two on his bed. That sobered him up real quick. He, <laughs> if, if somebody do that, you sober up. Like you wait a second. I see what you're doing there. <laughs> somebody in my life was like, I can't believe your opinion. Huh? And I'm like, my opinion is maybe they were both crap people. That's my opinion. <laughs> they both were crap people doing crap things to one another. Not one person is the victim and the other person is the victimizer. Maybe they're just both crap, crap people victimizing each other. And we literally saw it play out in X amount of ways. But there always needs to be a good person and a villain. That's what I've learned, right? Well, there's a, a defendant and a plaintiff in every case. And in this case, <laughs> the defendant lost. Well, he got to pay, too. They he, he both, they both did something. He got to pay, period. Because like I said, she ain't got no money. She got all this. Only money she got is his money that she got her alimony. She's going to pay him her alimony back. <laughs> Please run it back over. Well, she's going <laughs> to appeal this verdict. So. Of course she definitely is. Because apparently he tried to sue her in the UK. No, he tried to sue a UK, like, tabloid. Yes. Because and lost. Were, so she she told some of the story. It, this has been going on for years. That's the thing is, it's been like going on five, for Like five, six years. years. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, so he, because he tried to say that the tabloid defamed him. He was just suing everybody. <laughs> he said, y'all need yeah. to stop talking about me. But then the judge found like, okay, it's not a defamation if someone is saying, if they're quoting a source, like there's a source saying these things about you. So, um, 
Yeah, we'll see what happens here. But I was very surprised. I when I see Meek Mill commenting, and I'm like, Meek. Meek hates women. Oh my goodness! No, he doesn't. Yes, he does. Very okay. obviously, he do. Oh my goodness! Okay. But I am saying, and I will just say this: there are people again in the Me Too. Like I think Me Too brought about a lot of great things and women being able to speak up. But there were some situations that I was like, like Janice Dickinson. Never mind, let me stop. Yeah, let me stop too. But I'm like, girl, okay, all right. Everybody got to be part of the party. Oh my goodness! Yeah, terrible, yo. <laughs> okay, Omari Hardwick. He's saying he made $150,000 per episode. Literally the whole time he was doing power. I don't know what happened. If he had a renegotiation, he couldn't get no more money. I, I Listen, I will understand if you said I made $150,000, which for us is a lot of money for us po' folk. We're like, damn, $150. But when you compare that money to what some other people are making on some of the other networks and some of the other recurring shows, you know, some people are making 300,000, 350,000 uh, episode. So this man was very underpaid for one of the most popular shows on TV. I was surprised by this because this show went on for what, five seasons or something like that. So it's like, bro, you didn't have a renegotiation at no point where you, <laughs> where you asked for more money. And then he said he owed 50 cent money. Like he asked 50 for money. And I said, at that point, why don't you ask 50 for a raise? <laughs> I don't, so I don't I don't know how it goes. Sometimes you lock yourself into long-term contracts. I don't know if maybe he was in a five-year contract where he couldn't renegotiate, but I was so confused by this. It wasn't like, oh, I made 150000 per episode in the first season. It was like, period. I made that period the whole time, and I didn't start making money until after. I was surprised by that. Well, two things. The first that made me think was, well, what are all these people in these other shows that Fifty got on strike paid? If he was only getting one hundred fifty, like I started killing their money. Like, damn, so Rotimi was thing. getting fifty thousand dollars. Don't do that to my guy, Rotimi. <laughs> I started killing. Like, is he getting fifteen k episode? Because he ain't even as good as Amari. So that was number How one. How about our guy D Ray Davis, who don't even got a speaking part in 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 Snowfall? We got to ask him how much he was making. <laughs> you remember um they said i forgot who it was that came out and said it but somebody was like when they did the the first friday movie i think they said they made five hundred dollars or fifteen hundred dollars or something I remember like i can't remember who it was i remember One of the that actors movie. that came out and said that, that he didn't he didn't really make any money for the movie but you know it's funny because kevin this hart was, said the same thing remember when he did paper soldiers yes well that one <laughs> i can understand that <laughs> <laughs> You know what? My first movie is on Amazon. My first acting part is on Amazon. It's called When George Was M Murdered. Well, you know we got the action. Year years from now, they're gonna be you like, "How much did they pay you?" And I'll be like, "They paid me this." <laughs> 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 well, I was going to say the Dex, the other thing it made me think is it made me realize, because I thought the same thing you said, Mina, like, well, don't you normally have like a two-year contract and then you renegotiate or, and then that's when I realized he must have just locked himself almost into some like 360 type deal with this show. But it made me realize two things like, A, is this why they killed him off? It's like, but why wouldn't y'all want to give him more money? It was a popular show. But then I was like, B, that's why he ain't been coming back. <laughs> because it was like, he trying to renegotiate. Mm, we ain't got the bread for we you, We all bro. thought we were going to see Ghost as a ghost by now. And even when Tariq was reading the letter, I was like, dang, we can't even get uh, Omari voice over. Like, what's going on? <laughs> but he didn't seem to be like, the way he talked about 50, though, made me like question it. I don't know. It just made me question a lot of stuff because again he it wasn't like he was talking about 50 in a bad light he was like really saying like he looked out for me personally and my family personally which again was totally weird since 50 is the executive producer of these shows like he couldn't advocate like hey we might need to pay him a yeah. little bit more I think a lot of this stuff, though, like, I don't think that their wage was shocking to him. I just think about, like, a lot of, like, Black actors who work on, like, 
black shows and stuff. Like, I don't think there's an expectation to, to get paid a boatload of money. Like, I remember when when Angela Bassett, when it came out that she was the highest paid actress on television, like that was a big deal. And I think things like that are a big deal because it's not the standard. Like, it's not expected. It doesn't really happen that often. I will say, though, that I do admire Am- Amari having this conversation. This is something that I've had a lot of, like, work with over the past, like, two years. So, like, for me, like, I've, I was always taught, don't talk about your money. Like, you don't talk about like salary nobody needs to know and like when I first started my career like I wasn't making any money at all but like it was okay for me because I was still able to do what I was able wanted to do and stuff and I started recently having more conversations about salary and knowing what other people are making and people in my my field in my market and like now like I go into things and I negotiate and, and like where I'm at right now I look back at like a year ago and it's like how like like it's like it's insane but it's like one of those things that we we have we should be doing that we should be more open about like our salaries and what we're making because it helps the next person out like Omari bringing this up like everybody else who's coming in after him with stars they see how big these shows are they know what to negotiate they know what like not to ask for and what they what they're being what they're worth and I know they're not going to be like hey you can just give me 150 per episode like they're no like I want two three four per episode because I know how successful this show is and I know what you paid this person. So I deserve to be compensated fairly. Damn, they didn't give Amari Hardwick one more than 150. They think you they gonna give anybody else what yeah, because, <laughs> because but now you but now you know where to start because a lot of times these companies they may come in and they may offer you 125 or yeah. or less than they that. You. And now you know you're like, well, look, this was the lead in this show, and he was getting paid 150. I have this on my resume, this, this, and this, and I know I'm gonna bring this to the show. I want to be compensated this one. But I'm really good at it, by the way, now, too. I'm, like, amazing at it, guys. I negotiated my last salary, and it was... I am. I'm really good. (laughs) You know what, though? It's funny. Um, I always struggled with negotiation because part of negotiation is you have to be calm and you have to, like, present your facts. And it's like, I found that in the situations where I've talked about money, I've gotten frustrated at just the the disrespect sometimes of, like, why you have to convince someone you're worth because that's really yeah. what it is and yeah. i i literally said this to someone like they need to teach classes about how to do this effectively because it's difficult and it will a you know have you questioning your worth but then b also make you angry in the negotiation and it's like i went through even some lengths to hire attorneys because i just felt like i couldn't properly negotiate something for myself and even the attorneys couldn't get what I wanted. <laughs> well, that's the other thing I did think with this, like, did he have an agent? Because first of all, the first thing I thought was, well, then you got to pay that agent part of that 150 right there. You got to pay your taxes. I was really counting on his dollars, but so I didn't know too, if it was like, this was something he negotiated or it was a bad negotiation by, you know, an agent or I would guess former agent, if he realizes his worth. The other thing too, it did make me realize is, you know, we hear 50 talk a lot of it, uh, a lot about how he doesn't feel that these shows are really respected by stars. So I was like, yeah. is, is it a more overall network thing, which is why maybe, you know, 50 couldn't really do anything because he does talk frequently about like, I need these shows to go to another network. And like him and Star is kind of going back and forth over the years with, you know, the series of shows he had. So I, I was wondering that too, is it a network driven type of thing, you know, that kept his salary there? Mm-hmm. But we know they're making money. Season, but after five seasons where we all talking about it, like y'all right. need to compensate people. But a lot of the times that's what happens. Like people seem to be successful and you automatically equate the success with the money. But it's like, it takes a long time sometimes to even get to a place where you're even being respected and like offered what you feel like, you know, like your value is. It takes a long time. But we didn't think that about Omari though, because- he was lying, saying Chadwick Boseman wanted him to replace him to be Black Panther. Like, that man was begging for jobs while he was on power. We should have knew right then and there that he wasn't getting paid no money. He's been begging for jobs for years. So, now we know him. Yeah, but think about his journey. He went from being Mary Jane. Yeah. Which is, obviously, he was in a 50, lot of stuff before that. $50,000, probably. 
that's what I started thinking. Like, well, because one fifty had to be a jump up. Because because at one fifty, if you accepted one fifty, that that's probably that has to be the highest that you've gotten. Because otherwise, why would you not ask for more? Which means when he was doing Barry Mary Jane, he was doing those movies or whatever, they were giving that man thirty, fifty, twenty thousand. Well, why do you think he asked? That's the thing. Maybe it was a situation of like you're on this show and you're literally a side piece, and he hates that. He hates to be called the side piece on being mary jane right but he was a side character um on that show and his storyline revolved around being sleeping with gabrielle union's character right Mm -hmm. so it's like maybe at that point in his life this was a lead role so Mm -hmm. it was more so like not a negotiation where he's like give me this more so like oh my god this is what you're giving me thank you now i have my own lead role well, well, if you're gonna be thankful for people giving you crumbs or giving you stuff like that, then don't. Maybe come he didn't know they were crumbs Wait. at the time. But don't come out years later and complain about it. Like he's not even complaining. I don't know what he's doing. Like don't. Like why are you talking? I about think it, it was a conversation. It was just a conversation. Yeah, and you know what? I don't think he has an agent because then he said before. I don't know who was in an interview with you, Mina, but I think he said in the interview that his wife handles his business. <laughs> he say that with me. It was my yes. interview. I yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I forgot that she does his PR. That's what it is. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, he she does she does his PR. Yeah, she but, might want to clean this up there. Yeah, but my whole thing is, um, again, maybe at the time it seemed like a lot, but I don't understand why it persisted. That's my big question. Like, I understand you getting lowballed, and this is the first season. They don't know if it's gonna be popular. You know, obviously you're coming off of a role where you're a side character moving into a role where you're the main character. So I get all of that. What I don't get is there has to be there has to be something that happened internally, you know, where they did not want to give him more money. It has to be that. Because the star for, is using these black people for these shows. Right. That, it, has, it has to be that. That's what because again, I'm just remembering how angry 50 would be. And he has threatened like four times to move. He said, these are the highest rated shows on your network and we're not getting respect. So, and you know, people, we were obsessed with power. Stars made money off of power. Absolutely. But again, I, I would like to know why it persisted for five years. That's the question. Like this, this, this went on for five, six seasons. Why? Why didn't you not get a bump up? How many negotiations did you go to? You know, but it had to be a situation where they were like, well, well, this is what it is. Take it or leave it. You know, and it's like, and he's over here. That's why you saw him over here trying to get other jobs. <laughs> he was like, they ain't trying to pay me more. They always say, don't quit a job until you have a job. How about just walk true. out on this $150 episode job if I don't, I don't got something else lined up? Yeah, but they also say don't, they also say to live within your means. So, like to be honest with you, if this is what you knew your out your salary was like per episode, per episode. Wouldn't you have a home or something like that that like is more conducive to like what you're making? Like I don't understand like how you weren't making enough money. Well, how you, you know he didn't? Because no shade. This kind of makes sense because after Power ended, he had posted a video where he said he was walking, and I was like, "Is this an apartment complex?" So I'm just, and I'm not being shady. It could have been a townhome complex. It could, but I'm just saying you don't know that he wasn't. It, it just could be like I said between. Well, then what's then what's the issue there? Yeah, but you're a star on one of the biggest shows on a network why you live in an apartment complex like that this is what i can afford because this is what i can afford it's like but, but, I, got, I, I live I, and I'm not saying this is where he lived, but my imagination is going there. I live in a complex where you got to get buzzed in. Everybody know a Harwood. No, it wasn't Hardwick live in 6A. That's unacceptable. But I can see the, you, know, you know who live in 6A? That's the bull on power. Like, no. <laughs> but look, and if they say, why are you living here? Like with, with the rest of us. And you should be like, I'm pretty much getting paid like the rest no, of y'all. Like, don't let the TV fool you. He's supposed to live in this high-rise apartment that he knows is like this. Like your rent is an episode. Like you, you eating up your money by paying this rent here. Like you don't have to put on for us. We get it. We don't know where this man was living. Okay, <laughs> but I don't think he is trying to put on for us. I think that's no, I agree. Like I think that's why he was transparent. Like, <laughs> bruh, like you think these other actors would have sat there and actually told us that actually told us that they were borrowing money from the executive producer 
I really do applaud his transparency because none of these people would say that. They was probably all sitting there like, now they're going to be looking at my finances, Googling how I, I much just, I have paid. I don't know. I just, I think that's weird. Like, I think, again, like, you know, I'm, I'm pro talk about your salary to people when it makes sense. And for me, this situation... I don't know. It just doesn't seem like it really makes sense. I don't understand what his purpose was. It's I guess just embarrassing. It's embarrassing, yeah. is what it is. I mean, it's embarrassing to say, "Hey, I I feel like I'm talented. I feel like I contribute, but I'm not being compensated properly." It it's it's an embarrassing thing to say because it really affects kind of your value. You know, like it's sad, but you know, a lot of the times we define our value by what people want to pay us. You know. Yes. So it's like, what does that say about me if you're if you're giving me pennies and I'm literally taking it? And I, I you know, like you don't have to take it, but if you don't have a backup job, you gotta take what you got what you can get, you know? Yeah, and then you move to the next one, but I don't really see why you feel like you need to tell us this story. Maybe, maybe it's to help other people out in the future. I, I listen, when I become J Lo. <laughs> <laughs> and you see me in all the rom-com movies. <laughs> I would be like, I remember when I did my first movie and I got paid this. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. There. Uh, moving on to our um to our topic. I I thought about this just listening to the song Wait for You, Future Drake and Thames. And it's funny, I've been saying this on air and now I'm starting to see it on social media. So um, but it's like I thought the song was cute, but I I just I the the idea of you waiting for someone just got under my skin, you know? And like I wanted to talk about that. Like, is that something we should be doing in our relationships, in our lives, you know, in general, just waiting for opportunities, waiting for people to treat us the way we want to be treated, waiting for people to be ready in the relationship. Because me, the thought, it's a cute song and I love Thames on this song, but I will wait for you. Girl, why? <laughs> he ain't waiting on you. He don't care about you. Why are you sitting there waiting for anybody? Like if someone's not willing to, you know, be what you need them to be at that time, A, they may be never, never ready to be what you need them to be. But B, how long is that going to take? And how long do you wait? And ain't nobody got time because time is precious. So it's like, what do you guys feel about that? Is, is waiting okay? Am I just impatient? How long do you wait? Well, yes, you are. That <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, no, um, I. It, I think it really depends. Like for me, it depends. It's situational. Like if it's a Steve Urkel type of situation where like I want you and you want nothing to do with me, then no, like I'm not, I don't think it's worth it to wait. But I think that like, especially like in marriage now, like, like it is a lot of that. Like you, like, for instance, like I want to have a baby right now and she wants to wait to have a baby. And it's like, I have to do that. Like, I, I don't have to, but I'm doing that. Like, you know, you kind of have to wait for this person. Otherwise, like you move on without it or you or, or you or you're losing something that you want with a person that you want it with. To me, I think that there, I do believe in soulmates. I think that is an actual thing. And I think if there's a person that you're genuinely connected with for whatever reason, like you should try to do everything in your power to fight for that relationship. Now, I'm not saying the person can go to jail, get married to somebody else and all this stuff and you sit around waiting. But if a person is telling you they're working on themselves and they're trying to get things together for themselves so that they can be ready for you, I don't have an issue with, I wouldn't have an issue with waiting. I don't know how long I'm going to do it, and we need to have an actual dialogue and conversation about this, like what's going on. Cause, cause waiting means like, I do I love you. I enjoy you this and the third, but I don't want to be in a relationship right now. And then they let you know why and just have that open dialogue with the person. And I, I think that's okay. That's cool. But the sense of, I'm going to sit here and wait for you to be ready. Like there's nothing wrong with saying, okay, maybe we're not in the same place. I'm going to move on with my life. Maybe if this is meant to be, maybe later on in life, we'll get yeah, back now together. Now when you say that, it's over. We're not coming yeah, back. Yeah, I've, yeah, I've done that. Yeah. Like I've had that conversation so with the, 
if it's if it's meant to be, we'll be back around. I'm married now, and that girl's still waiting. Well, you, you know, know what that. I mean? Like you, you know that. <laughs> I, I I just don't understand it because it's like okay, so you're telling me you're not ready, but I'm supposed to sit here and wait for you while you go and do things, you know that that a person who's not ready does, and I'm just supposed to sit here and wait for you. That's crazy. Yeah, that, to me. that to me is ludicrous. I think to actually physically do that. Um, that's, I hear you in a sense, like when we're a little younger, especially in our twenties, you know, um, getting yourself together, I can even see that like people who feel like I want to, you know, do certain things, but are we in the relationship or I'm just waiting for you to get yourself together and you out here running these streets, running through right. I don't think you are doing this. Like, there's, there's, there's levels to that. I do think when we get to a certain age, it's like, you 50 talking about you going to get yourself together and I need to wait. But like, you understand what I'm saying? Like, there's also levels to that. I think that there are people, and I know I've done it, that subconsciously don't realize they're waiting. And I think that's a different situation. But I think to consciously be like, all right, well, he told me he's not ready. And, you know, we're going to see what happens in a couple of years when he gets himself together. No, I'm not going to be singing those songs like, go ahead, boo. I'm just sitting here on this rock. But with the with the little gift with the the skeleton waiting for you to come back, just like you said that you told some girl to wait, and now you married. Well, I didn't say wait. I didn't. I didn't say wait. I said I'm not ready for a relationship, and she took it upon herself to wait. When you have this kind of conversation, you got to be mature. You can't be. Did you tell her to wait for me? Huh? Did you tell her that? Did you say, no, don't wait for me? Look, if I got to tell you, can lead a horse to water, but you can't make a drink. If I got to tell you to go out there, if I got to say like, oh, don't wait for me, do your thing. That's on you. Like you chose yes, to, to wait for me sounds like a scheme and a scam. Okay. <laughs> to me, it sounds like girl, I don't like you that much, or boy, I don't like you that much, or they, I don't like they that much, you know, and I, I I'm not ready for this, you know, because my whole thing is if if this person's for you this person's going to be for you. There's not going to be a, well, let me pause this. <laughs> it's just not the right time. <laughs> if this person's for you, if this person's for you, it's not going to be like, okay, well, I need to get myself together. Okay, well, then then you're not in the right space, right? You know, what guy, you know why guys have to do this, though? It's and a scam. It's a right. scam. scam. Y'all sitting there trying to come. You have to do it. Y'all yeah, sitting there. And collect a a, 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 a a Rolodex of women that you could randomly hit up because they waiting on you because you're not ready. You, you're not going to be ready, not today, not tomorrow, not in a month, because you out here slinging everybody, telling me to wait for you because you're not ready. No. Okay, but let me tell you what y'all do. When we tell y'all this, like we're not ready for relationships and stuff, do you know what y'all do? Y'all be trying to trap us and stuff. Like y'all, like we be telling y'all we're not ready for a relationship. You be like, well, are you ready for this? <laughs> no, I don't think I'm that's telling true. You. And again, we gotta watch y'all. Now listen, there are gonna be women that don't wanna let go of a relationship or a man if he says um, whatever. But again, for you to say, well, he just told me, you know, he ain't ready for this. We'll see how things go in a couple of years. And I'm actually waiting for those couple of years. years? To come Why are you saying years? Stop saying years. I'm using years as an example. You don't I'm know how long it's going to be. Okay, but, but who, is, who is sitting up thinking somebody's going to be sitting in their house being like, okay, well, he's told me to wait. I'm going to sit. I don't know. No, just, just give me some time I'm trying to graduate school and figure this stuff out. Sir, when you tell someone you're not ready, you're not ready. Goodbye. Right. Goodbye. Goodbye. I don't understand this. Y'all are cold-blooded. Y'all, that is cold. What are you talking about? How long and am I supposed to wait for you to get your life together? You I mean, may really, not get it together. What? However long it takes. Oh, my goodness. Oh, Zach, you're being ridiculous now. <laughs> I'm worth it. <laughs> you're being ridiculous now. Not no, y'all are cold-blooded. This is crazy to It's me. not cold-blooded because say you finally come around and you say I'm ready. And I'm like, well, damn, this isn't, this was, this is not what I wanted or expected. <laughs> <laughs> you done wasted all your time. Like, this person now says I'm ready and it, he ain't even, or she ain't, or they ain't even what you wanted. Like, <laughs> if it's for you it will come at the time when, when it's for you if somebody's sitting there saying wait on me that they just don't want you 
What if he's in jail? If they if they have a say they get locked up and they say wait, well, he gets locked up. That's different. That's different. I understand waiting for that. They ain't got nothing to do but I'm the opposite. I'm the opposite. That is the way. If you, if I'm dating somebody, you get locked up. I'm out the next day. I'm not. I'm not. No, I can't so, do it. I'm so, not. About so to what I'm so saying is, Lisa and Joe Judice, when he first got locked up, she got locked up too. But, but she was not supposed to wait on her husband. First no, that man killed you. The same thing. They both got locked up. They just let them go to jail different times. He got locked so up because she got locked up because of him. It, not only she knew what he was up. doing. Sir, uh, I didn't, I didn't know we are book. talking about life throwing you a curveball and throwing circumstances at Her, you that you did sure. not that you did not plan for. We not talking about a personal choice that you right. are making to say, "Hey, I'm not ready. Wait for me." It's people don't go to jail by accident. People do not be going to jail. Oh by accident. my god! You know what you're out there doing. And if you end up going to jail, <laughs> I'm not. Si- that is crazy to sit and but wait. But that's for- why I gave you that example because that was an example that both they were both found guilty of committing fraud. Right. For whoever started it, yeah. they were both found guilty at a certain time. He just had to go first, and then she had to go because the judge obviously was a nice judge and they white because I don't know who they do that for. But that's my point. And so you're saying she should have been out in them streets like, oh, Joe locked up, I'm done. No. <laughs> well, if she wasn't gonna go to jail too, maybe like she should have been out there. But like, in their situation is different because not only did you do something, but I gotta go to jail too. You can't even hold me down outside of the prison. So like, I'm ch- no. But, but this isn't jail, like he made a choice for himself to lock right. himself up and remove himself from your life. This is a this is a, ha- a happening, a, a happenstance of life. Yeah. Okay. This is not me. This is not me. This is not me saying I'm not ready for you. Wait for me. Right. Life some the, the police officer is saying for you. One is a personal choice. The other one is not a personal right. choice. The other one is a choice that someone makes for you. Usually a jury of 12 or a judge. <laughs> so it's, it's not, you can't hold that over somebody. I If you in jail like that, jail and college are the two things I'm not doing. If you if you about to go to jail and you be like, can you wait for me? No. You about to, you go to college, be like, can you wait for me? No. Anything else I can do. Jail and college, because y'all do whatever y'all want to do in there. I can't I can't help you there. <laughs> wow. Oh, uh, okay. So so I'm surprised, Dexter, that you believe in waiting for people. Yeah, I'm I'm a romantic. I'm a romantic. Is that person. what you are? <laughs> <laughs> but you just want to drop I am. We can't. You drop it if, your, your wife, if your wife got locked up, you wouldn't wait for her. Oh. Where she get? Where she get oh locked up? Oh my God! He said like, anything, anything. Wait, whatever is. she gets locked up for, because she's not expecting to get locked up. Yes, she is. If she, you don't get locked up by accident. Like, yes, you, do. you can be at a party. You had one too many. You it's get true. into a car accident. They breathalyze yep. you. All of a sudden, you over the point five or whatever, oh. and so you, you in jail a, now. You were at a party drinking and got behind the wheel of a car. You need to be in jail, but not. Oh, and I, oh, you want to leave her? Bye. Wait, how long is she gonna be in there? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, that's not a personal choice. That that does not count. I'm talking about people willingly waiting for someone to saying, Jack, get themselves together. You told me and Mina, it is okay for somebody to say, wait, why work on me? But yeah. if they say, I got to do 365 days, you <laughs> wait for me, it. is that acceptable? No, you can't. You, what, what work you doing in there? <laughs> <laughs> Community service. That's what they do it. Yeah, okay. Well, holler at me when you get out. We'll see where I'm at. I don't believe in this wait for you. I think it's a scam. I think it's a way that for, for someone who doesn't really want you to hang on to you just to play with your emotions so they can come and pick at your emotions later on when they're bored. If you really wanted to be with someone, you will be with that person and not give excuses and say, well, wait for me because I got to do this and I got to do that. And I, Okay, sir. Clearly, you're not ready to make me a priority in your life or ma'am or they. 
you're not ready to make me a priority in life. So go ahead, do what you need to do. And I'm going to go do what I need to do over here. And when you, when you got your life together, come holler at me until then you will not sit me to see me sitting up waiting for your text message at night. Goodbye. Now, what if you're married and all that kind of stuff That's like that? Different. Back. Yeah, but I'm saying, no, I'm saying you're married. You got married during the time where you were supposed to be waiting, and now he comes back and he's ready for you. I'm now sorry, you can't, sir. Because I didn't wait. I didn't wait. Yeah, I'm sorry, sir. I'm not on your timeline. Blocked your blessing. It's not my block, my blessing. <laughs> you, you was dumb enough to sit there and try to tell somebody you gotta wait for me, sir. You don't let good things slip from your life. Okay. Well, you let him slip from your life because no. you oh wouldn't run away. No, no, <laughs> sir. If someone tells you wait for me, they're not for you at that moment in your life. You know why I don't like the song in particular, and not not like the song, but the sentiment because we talked before about like lyrics and songs and how they influence these generations. Because that is going to start to become the norm. Like because it's cute, it's in the songs, it's in songs like this whole waiting thing, and you know these young boys going to be out here capping these girls' head up like, "Ma, just wait on me." You know, I'll work on whatever Dex said while yeah. I work on me. Say, and these girls are going to be up there playing that song on repeat like yeah yep. they're going to say yes the, the boys the boys and they're not young either they're in their 30s they're going to say <laughs> hey baby can you wait for me this is hoochie daddy season and after hoochie daddy season i'll be right back for you and the city girls gonna be like okay i'm out here too so we get to go and then but and then when it's cuffing season they'll they waited it long enough for each other they gonna be back together wow. no that's those are playing games if if someone's for you they're not gonna sit there and make you wait for them it just it's not gonna happen it's well, how game. you gonna have a hot girl summer then it's game it's <laughs> game don't fall for the game this is future song here the right. guy with eight right. baby moms right. this is game <laughs> i bet about six of those baby moms will wait for him though okay this is drake and future's song do you think he ever told any of them to wait on him or he just this is game this is he told game. sierra to wait for him and she was like i ain't waiting do not <laughs> fall for this i will not allow you to look fall at her blessing because she ain't wait look at look at what sierra got she, right. she went as she said peace i'm gonna go pray and then found someone that was ready to be what she needed them to be at that time in her life more. that's what happens she, when you don't wait on people yeah because, now she got to go to football games every sunday when she could have been at the concerts having a good time yeah and fighting his other baby moms that he oh, still so a little with. action a little razzle dazzle in your what life, a life. what a life <laughs> what a life i didn't have <laughs> what a life she missed that sounds incredible See, she had the band of and stuff like that. And that one and that one. <laughs> Joey. Don't fall for it. You over here trying to spit this game, Dexter. Mm-mm. <laughs> well, that's our podcast. This is good. <laughs> uh, thank you for watching and listening. It's the 223rd episode of the Mina's House podcast. I mean to say what? I'm Shayna B. I'm Dex Hoochie Daddy Stucky. <laughs> don't be out here waiting for no Hoochie Daddies. That is the title of our podcast. <laughs> Do not wait on these Hoochie Daddies. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye.